Welcome to a Love We're Dying For podcast, where we're finding hope in our marriages and families, verse by verse. We're Joseph and Janelle Banks. Now let's talk about it. How's it going? Thank you for checking out A Love Worth Dying For. This is episode 60. I am Joseph. And Janelle Banks. Hope you've been having a great day, great week, great month, great year. Everything's been going well over here. Just preparing for the school season, really ramping up now and getting the kids ready. And um, speaking of kids, it's kind of what this episode is about. It's about fortifying our marriages by building up our children. And we know that, especially for those who are married and have kids, um, we pray this will be a benefit to you. And those who are not married or who are married and not don't have kids just yet, um, we pray that this will be an insight to you um, in the times to come. But we know having children is a very big responsibility. And we know that taking care of kids is a big responsibility for parents. Um, Janelle and I... We have five children whom we love dearly. Um, we have two two of our children um, died at childbirth, um, Josiah and Josias, um, uh, four or five years ago. And uh, we miss them, but we know God had a, pl- a, a plan for that whole event. And we thank him for his sovereign hand being over even that tough time. But when it comes to training up our children, instructing them and helping them and teaching them is something which we need to be mindful of, but it should not be at the detriment of our marriage. In fact, the whole point of this season of our podcast has been about fortifying our marriages, strengthening our marriages. And the only way to really strengthen our marriages, we have to make sure that when we have family, that they're strengthened also. And as Christian families, we have to make sure they're strengthened in the word of God, Make sure to strengthen in the doctrines of scripture. Make sure to strengthen in how do you act outside of the home um, among people who may not follow Christ or who don't follow Christ or who hates God. So how do we um, wade that, that tide? How do we wade those waters of uncertainty for our kids? Well, you do that by building them up, by understanding who they are. Um, understanding who we are in comparison to God, understanding the roles that we've been given, and then acting on those things. So we have three points we're going to just go through, and we're going to uh, um, pray that these these areas kind of have you thinking about how building up our children can help in our marriages, to make our marriages stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, one point is, is something that should be obvious, but we have to make sure that it's something that we were doing meticulously and intentionally and that's working together to raise up our children mm-hmm. as a husband and wife we have to make sure it's a team effort it's, it's not just the wife who is to raise the children unfortunately we're in a, a divorce prone nation um, and a pr- divorce prone culture and it's it's just simple even in Christian homes and we need to know that it's not just the wife you know, we're, men aren't just baby makers and then we just dip or we just make the children, hey, you raise them. No, we need to be at a united front in raising our children. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess even with saying that, um, we do know that naturally, especially in the younger years, 
the moms do take on a more um, caregiving, nurturing um, type relationship, which I I think is pretty natural considering that God has made the woman to be able to produce food um, for the child. So I think, you know, keeping that in mind, but also knowing that fathers can also be caring loving, nurturing um, towards their children as well. Right. It's not just, even though mothers were created by God to physically be able to to nourish their children and they have the, the mental capacity and those tools built in them that God created to take care of those children. Fathers are just are, 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 are just as equally able to take care of the kids, but in their own way. Um, that's something when you understand that God made man, that he made woman for man, and then he made man and woman able to have children and build up a, a family. You know, we understand all these things are in God's plan and he has a way for us to to take care of our family. So that's something we need to, to be knowledge, knowledgeable of. And in Proverbs 22, um, verse 6, it's kind of like a general proverb and a lot of proverbs deal with children and we have a few verses from proverbs that we're definitely going to read but i think they are great principles to to live by when it comes to raising your children and um you know solomon wrote it he was the wisest man that who ever lived so we definitely are thankful that god blessed him with that ability so what does proverbs 22 verse 6 say Uh, This version I have says, Teach a youth about the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. So that's something we need to be very mindful. That's that's the kind of a key verse. And another verse is they'll say, Train up a child in the way that he he should go. And when he grows older, he will not depart from it. So the whole idea is we need to train up a child in, in, in in, in a way that will help them develop and grow and to be... Um, great citizens, great people, but also people that will uh, glorify God and live intentionally as God-fearing men and women in our world. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, I guess training up a child is, is one of those things where we want to be very intentional. And I think that's I think some- we also have to be, I think you used the word before, knowledgeable. Mm-hmm. Um and knowledgeable about man in general that we know man in general is sinful so when we look at a young child we have to look at that young child in the same way knowing that they are sinful they're going to have um selfish desires of course a baby has needs but there are times where even young children start to show their their selfish um, sinful ways and um, my mom used to say pull, pull up their socks from young and it's really something to really um, take seriously that we don't wait until our child or children are speaking or or rebelling actively rebelling right. before we respond to their need for teaching them about rebellion or their um, sinful hearts and their need for Jesus um, from a young age. That's something um, we take for granted. But if you are believers, you and your spouse, 
Um, and if you're at a point where you're just starting a family or you have young children, you need to be having in your mind, okay, how am I going to pour in to my child and train them up, not just take them to church, not just um, throw out Bible verses or principles around the home here and there and not live it out. Right. Um, our children, they're very smart. Um Cause they'll hear you say one thing and see you do something else. And some of them will call you out on it, but others will just say, okay, that's not the way to go. Or they're, what they're saying is not lining up. So there must be something wrong. Um, or they may just, you know, say nothing and just live life the way they want to, because they don't see the point in living the way their parents say to live but they themselves don't even live right and so training up is more than just um saying i want to train my kids in this way or more than just taking your children to church but it's the active living out of the word of god that needs to be a part of the training right and we definitely want them because we don't want the children to and this is kind of going on in our culture, allowing them to decide what to do. Um, that's something that's very um, against scripture. We don't just have the kids do what they want to do or decide Whatever how they want. how they want to live. You know, let them decide how to live. Let them um, not say you want to give them opportunities to to learn and to take the things that you taught them. And to be able to implement that yeah. in their life. When it's age appropriate. But we don't just be like, okay, you know, let them live however they want to live. Choose what they want to choose. Choose what they want to choose. And then that be fine. And then it's too late and you're trying to reel back. <laughs> right. Then you're trying to be like, well, I wish. And then be there, they'll be like, I wish my parents would have disciplined me. I've heard that many times. I wish my parents would have. We don't want that to happen. You want to be um, progressive and you want to be proactive mm-hmm. in that so that they'll know how to live and then through our instruction and through as Janelle said as our living life living it out that they'll be able to see how to live a life that glorifies God um next we got to understand that you know God blesses faithful parents um as parents and we're training up our children you know God will bless you as a parent if you're training them up in a way that glorifies him because they're a gift from God and we give our children back to God. I remember in church that uh, my wife and I, we had our kids dedicated. A lot of children, you know, are at our, at our church, when they're at a certain age, we dedicate them um, at our church. And basically the pastor would even say, you know, the dedication is not really for the, the, the children, but it's for the parents. Mm-hmm. That, you know, that it is for all of the church to understand that we're all together there to help raise these children, help to to instruct these kids mm-hmm. and understand that, you know what, these are part of the blessings that God has us, that we're in a community mm-hmm. that support one another, that God will, will take care of our families, mm-hmm. that he will, you know, uh, get, provide us with the things that we need right. um, to to um, instruct he, he, them even with I guess rebellious children um, he he gives us um, words of encouragement and he gives us ways in which we are to um, you know live with those children um, but still continue to 
like you said, discipline. And discipline is something that um, does not only um, include physical spankings right. and things like that, um, but I will say it's hard work because you do have to take physical strength, mental strength, and thinking um, when it comes to discipline. And then it, it does help if you kind of think those things mm. through um, prior to having children. But course, we know of most of us most of us um, don't don't especially so, in that in a thorough way. Yeah, in a thorough way of okay. So if this happens, how right. do I? respond to this but i think the biggest thing is knowing that you are disciplining their heart that heart attitude not just the behavior but the heart and really helping your child to understand that this is a heart issue right um it's it's a sin issue it grieves god the one that created the heavens and the earth and all that is within it including you it grieves him when you are doing whatever it is that is um, going against God's um, word. And um, I think that also helps parents because it helps us to start examining ourselves, our own hearts and realizing like, hey, even in the way I discipline my child, I need to make sure I'm going about it with a right heart attitude too um, so that your child can see okay, this is the type of heart I need to have. And if I don't have this, what can I do about it? Right. Um, and and I, I think that's the, the biggest things for parents to be able to say, hey, the word of God is what you need. You need to hear it. You need to read it. You need to say it. You need to meditate on it. You need to memorize it. You need to pray about it. Um, all of those things, like our kids should get to the point that they should know, hey, when I do something, I know that this is sinful. Um, and and when they're corrected, they should be able to understand, like, I know why I'm being corrected because of what I've done um, and that it's something sinful. So our, part of the training is helping our kids to see, well, what does God call sin? Um, we know what the world says, the world, as we said before, will tell you, do what you want, do what pleases you, do what makes you happy. Um, but the Bible does not say that. The Bible says, do what pleases God. Right. Um, and, you know, like our pastor will say, hey, if you think in something negative or whatever, go repent of repent. it mm-hmm. and, and come back and make it right. Right. And like you said, us doing that, God will take care of, of you as a parent. He will make sure that you have the tools and the, 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 the people that need to be around you to help you to do the things you need to do for your children. You know, it's, it's a blessing to have children and it's a blessing to be able to instruct them in the ways of God. Right. And, and God will, will continue to bless you as a parent continue to bless you as a couple um especially if you are you are dedicated to taking care of your children if you have children and he will definitely continue to strengthen your family um even through the tough times so we want to see the hand of god in our families and see him um, 
directing them and be able to show our children how God is blessing our family um, because of us following him. Mm-hmm. And in, again in Proverbs chapter 23 verses 13 and 14, we have, um, we have, we have some words from God on that. All right. Chapter 23, Proverbs. Don't, oh, I mean, verse 13, sorry. <laughs> Don't withhold correction from a youth. If you beat him with a rod, he will not die. Strike him with a rod and you will rescue his life from Sheol. Now, I know we talk about, it says about uh, striking with the rod and beating with the rod, but it's mainly talking about correction. Um, and what you're going to do is that you're going to save that that child's life in, in a way from, from Sheol or from hell. Um, but, you know, we want to see that these are things that we can do as parents to be able to take care of our kids and to instruct them and the discipline. Like, discipline is a part of it. It's a very big part of training up our children. Mm-hmm. And we know that by doing these that we're going to rescue them because one day they're going to be parents, um, Lord willing. Right. And, you know, hopefully they'll be able to teach their children the ways that we've taught our kids. And I know that um, looking back in history now, think about how, you know, Janelle and I would consider quote-unquote middle-aged. <laughs> and think about our how I think um, when my dad was visiting, was talking about showing pictures of family and think about how even technology only goes back so far to be able to capture who your family members are. Like I only have to my great grandparents. I don't know anybody after before that. And a lot of history is lost before that. And talking mm-hmm. about Janelle and I talking about even our family tree and discussing with our daughter, you know, we only have so much family history that we can really understand and comprehend. Because they didn't have one the technology to record family history. And also in the times um, especially for black people, um, the rec- recording of history was was not uh, was not um, data based because of things like slavery, things like um, the technology of of the times. Um, but we we see now that God has been so faithful and grateful to be able to have us as parents in this modern age. We can take from what we know. And then we can implement that in how we um, raise our kids. And hopefully that our kids going forward, they'll have a model. You know, we have this podcast. Our, our kids can now go back to our podcast and think about what did our parents think about certain things, when it, certain topics when it comes to parenting, when it mm-hmm. comes to being a husband and a wife. And, you know, our parents try their best to give us instruction and discipline us mm-hmm. in the ways that they felt was, was necessary. And we're just trying to come behind that and give our kids what we feel um, we've learned from our parents and also what we learned from Scripture, which is ultimately most important, which is most important <laughs> for, um, uh, for teaching our children. Right. So we want to be able to make sure that you know, we take all these things, all these things define culture, define community, and give them the best um, possible uh, direction that they can go when it comes to living life in this world, especially to the glory of God as Christians. Mm. So that's something we need to be very mindful of that, you know, what we, what we would do is that's going to be a blessing to us. That God will bless us from being faithful to the task at hand. Mm. And lastly, God saves children, not parents, mm. but parents help in their tutelage. 
we, as Janelle mentioned before, you know, we're born in sin. And these children, they're beautiful and precious when they come out as babies and they're kissing (laughs) on them and cuddling them. But they're born in sin. Um, And that's something which some people try to, their, their, their doctrine of sin is kind of off. They see them as being innocent, as if children um, uh, have no sin at birth. But that's unbiblical. Um, mm-hmm. that, that we are born in sin because of the sin of Adam. It had nothing to do about a child looking, being cute and being a baby and being innocent. It had to do about we are at war with God because we have offended him. We have put our own ways above his ways. We have disobeyed him and because of that sin is coming to the world and we continue to do that without jesus right <laughs> we'll continue in it and we'll we'll um actually start putting other things before him Even my wife she's doing a she's teaching a series on worship and understand that only those who are in christ can truly worship god those who are not in christ will worship other things whether it's their job their family um money um things themselves themselves. (laughs) most people their god is themselves so they'll start putting those things before god because they are living their minds are of the flesh and not of the spirit Mm -hmm. um in fact it's in romans uh chapter eight is when hit this first when it comes to us training our children you said romans eight romans eight gonna be verse six through eight you know, when we see about who we are from the from the vantage point of God and who our children are, it should give us a heart of, you know, I really need to make sure our children are, are understanding of what the what, what the word of God is and to do everything I can in my power to to put them on the right path. But we understand that God is the one who saves man, not man. So Romans six eight, six through eight. Okay, Romans eight, six through eight says For the mindset of the flesh is death, but the mindset of the spirit is life and peace. For the mindset of the flesh is hostile to God because it does not submit itself to God's law, for it is unable to do so. Those those whose lives are in the flesh are unable to please God. Yeah, that's, that's a big thing. So we have to understand that we are always thinking about the flesh or ourselves or our, our own life. Yeah. And we want to do what's, we're very prideful, we want to do what pleases us. Mm. But we want to, we need to have a, a, a mind that's changed by the spirit mm. to please God. And because of that, us as parents need to be mindful of how we treat our, um, train our children, how teach our children. How we treat them, too. How we treat them, mm-hmm. how we live don't before them. them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't provoke your parent, the children to wrath, as it says in uh, uh, um, Ephesians 6, 6, 4, I believe. Um, and, you know, how are we to... How are we to do the things we need to do before the Lord, but we know that Salvation ultimately is of, of, of the Lord. He's sovereign. He's the one who saves. His spirit is the one who turns the heart of flesh, um, heart of stone to a heart of flesh. And we need to be um, understanding that. And we've seen it a lot of times, you know, some people we've seen who are awesome men and women of God 
but and who have we've we've seen train their children in the way of the Lord, but we've seen maybe a child veer off and go their own way. Mm-hmm. We understand that that doesn't impact what you've done. You have to know that you do what you're supposed to do. And continue to continue do. to do it. Mm-hmm. Even through a child's rebellion, even though a child may not want to follow Christ, or maybe they'll follow Christ as a kid because they're in your home. Right. But maybe once they get older and turn 18 or go off to school and they, you know, decide their, their to do their own thing and, and they start to follow other things and see other things and expose the other things that they that they don't um, put their faith and trust in God. But what do you do as a parent? Pray. What do you do as a parent? Whenever you see them, tell them about the Lord and pray, pray that, you know, that their hearts will be changed and return to the the God of of their father and mother, mm-hmm. that they will that um right. that they will that they will see the beauty of Christ and the beauty of His sacrifice for us in comparison to their life, mm-hmm. and that's something which you have to be very mindful of because it can happen that you can raise a child the way the Bible tells you to raise them mm-hmm. for all their years, and it seems that they still go off and do their own thing. Mm-hmm. That does not mean that you've done a bad job. It just—it means that their hearts have not been rescued by the Lord. Mm-hmm. He is sovereign. He saves whom He saves. We pray that every one of our children, you know, put their faith and trust in God. That what we're teaching them will, will, you know, will dictate their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's—it's it's not us to save them, and we want to. It's a very difficult truth that we have to live with and understand mm-hmm. that you may have. Um, just like you may have a parent, if you're a person who got saved and your parents aren't saved, you may have parents that will die in their sin. Mm. Same way, you may have children that will die in their sin. Mm. But you have to live a life that glorifies God. You have to be the instruction and the and the and the guiding rod for your children, even through the rebellion, even through all of that, and prayerfully. Um, they will see that a life lived from the Lord is a life that's that's worth it. That they'll mm-hmm. see the grace of God on your life. They'll see that He's been merciful to you. He'll see the blessings that He blessed you guys with, and that you show your kids. You know, tell them when you're going through things. You see this? This is because of God. This is not because of us. Right. Not because we had enough money to do something. Not because we're so smart. It's because that God's been gracious to us. Mm-hmm. So what do you think about that? Oh, absolutely. Everything you say, amen to. Because um, we were sinners. I, it's I, not like we were right. born saints. And I think we were sinners too. the one thing as parents, I think we should always be hopeful. Right. Um, right. Even with children that may be older. Like for us, we don't have adult children, but we're getting there. <laughs> um, and Almost. We, you know, we've seen rebellion in children, disobedience, all those things. Um, but I think remaining hopeful, remaining um, prayerful, mm-hmm. knowing that God is able right. to make a difference in your child's life, um, continuing to discipline even when it gets hard, even though you feel like, gosh, I'm doing this over and over, I'm tired. Are they um, listening? Are they listening? Is it going <laughs> to matter? Um, you can't think to yourself like, gosh, how, how much rebellion have we had mm-hmm. against God? Right. <laughs> and he still like pursued us up? and he still 
um, keeps us in his security um, and assurance of salvation. Right. Um, in the same way, we have to think about our children. If we truly love them, we care about them. Um, although we don't have the power to save them, we do have the power to give them God's word, to pray over them, and we to know pray who has for the power them. To save them. And we know that we need to be dependent on the one who has the power right. um, and not let rebellion with children or even things like having a young baby where the mom has a lot of time with the baby. Maybe the father is feeling a little neglected. Like there's a lot of things with, with, with just having children and raising children that can cause um, conflict within a marriage. I think it's just truly dependent on God, counting children as a blessing, but definitely dependent on God as you um, maneuver this life uh, uh, and journey of parenting. Right. Um, it definitely is a, uh, a journey and it def- definitely is one of the ways that God even sanctifies us. Right. Um, so right. looking at it as a way of how, how, are you, how are you and your spouse growing through this uh, journey of raising children, whether you're at the point of having a new baby or, you know, you're raising kids in the house or you're raising adult children, just having that communication with your spouse about how is this impacting us? How is this changing us? How is this growing us in grace and discernment, um, you know, through these trials and, and, and situations that we may have to deal with? And then how are we growing in love towards one another mm-hmm. as a result of working together, praying together? Because um, we balance each other and, out. And it's not thanking like, God together for all of it. Like I said, we balance each other out. So it's not like one is doing all the work. So when we mm-hmm. work together for our children, right. it's 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 helping us to um, not feel overwhelmed. Well, I think it's how people see it too. Because sometimes, you know, like I've heard people say before at work, like it's time for my husband to start taking off when the kids get sick. Right. You know, especially if you have both uh, parents working, um, naturally, I guess the moms usually take off. They're kind of the caregiver. They probably know what to do when the kid is sick. Right. Dads can learn too, but I think naturally women probably are more into, hey, what are the little special things they can do, um, remedies and medicines and things like that. Um, but all of that goes along with communicating, working together. Like, hey, can dad take off sometime too? Maybe. Maybe it's better for the mom to take off. Maybe it's better for the mom not to work. I don't know. It depends on your household. Um, yeah, and you, you guys communicate right. what's best for your family. Right. And that goes back to our communication episode. We definitely want to be able to communicate the things that we need to do as as husband and wife and right. as, as parents so that they can, we can give our children what they need and that we can be on one accord when it comes to disciplining them and training them and teaching them and loving them throughout all of it. And mm. that's the one thing we can always show is, you know, we love them because God loved us. Mm. We give them grace because God's been gracious to us. Amen. And we be merciful to our children because God's been merciful to us also. Amen. So we want them to see those aspects um, of a Christian life 
and we want them to be able to reflect upon those things as we continue to instruct them and to help them grow and that will continue to grow our family and continue to strengthen our family and strengthen mm-hmm. even our marriages when it comes to our children so building healthy children will help fortify our marriages if we do it um, according to scripture and to the glory of God and together <laughs> and together <laughs> so we hope you enjoyed this episode and remember there's hope for your marriages and families through Jesus for love worth dying for I'm Joseph and Janelle Banks have a great one God bless Thank you for listening to A Love Worth Dying For. Make sure to check out our previous episodes and follow us on our social media platforms. Leave a comment, like, and most importantly, share our podcast. Let's continue the conversation and live to make our marriages truly a love worth dying for. Grace and peace.